everyone, welcome to the Flexing Physio Podcast. My name's Dan and I'm a physio currently based in Melbourne, Australia. This podcast is aimed for both students and new grads. In this podcast, there will be lots of fun banter and cool guests. Now, let's get into this episode. What's up everybody? In this episode, we are going to meet the beautiful Georgia Harvey. We both went to uni together in Newcastle and now she's working as an ED physio at the Royal North Shore Hospital in Sydney. Without further ado, let's meet the fabulous Georgia Harvey. Georgia Harvey, welcome to the podcast. I'm very honoured and blessed to be able to have a conversation with you. Welcome to the show, Georgia. Thank you so much, Dan. Where are you currently sitting and tell me how your day's been? Okay, I'm currently sitting in the Neurogym office because it's got the best Wi-Fi here. But I'm currently, I'm actually at work right now in ED. But I've just taken my break to do this podcast, so should be very blessed. I'm feeling very thankful and blessed. (laughs) But yeah, it's been actually quite a busy day in ED today. I started, so I start at 12.30 and I go until 11 o'clock at night. Um, so it's like a pretty big busy day but so far yeah we've seen quite a few little cute patients so we Mm. love that but yeah still got another few hours to go counting down. Georgia (laughs) can you tell us um where did you study tell us about yourself where'd you grow up where'd you study and what got you into this career as an ED physio because I reckon being an ED anything like ED nurse doctor physio I reckon that just immediately elevates your status to legend. Um, well, I grew up um, around Byron Bay, Byron Bay, Lismore area, yep. went to school around there. And then I moved for uni to Newcastle Uni. Yep. And I was actually went to uni with Dan, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> lucky you. Eh? Um, yeah, I know. So lucky. It was so fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, I did study there for four years, obviously got my degree. And then I did allocation at Royal North Shore Hospital. So I went through that horrible allocation process but we got there in the end um and I actually didn't know anything really about Sydney hospitals because I'd never really been to Sydney like I've only ever really just visited here and there but I knew that I wanted experience in a bigger hospital and I knew um with the actual rotations they didn't do one in ED you got to have like a little bit of an afternoon here and there in ED but most of the time it was different rotations so a lot of like ICU neuro and all that sort of thing so I did all those rotations for the year last year and then this year um I got kept on um and I'm on relief at the moment which means that anywhere that kind of needs my help I'll go and do but the actual way I got into doing ED was there was there's a new role that's just come up probably like four or five months ago which is um a second on evening shift which is all ED work so there's a new grad that usually does the ICU during the night and then I do all the ED stuff during the night as well. So yeah, as a new grad, you'd be like usually the only physio in the hospital doing ED and ICU, but they've realized that that's just become a little bit hard for the new grad. So they've um, added someone else into the mix, which is either someone that's, you know, second year out or anyone above that. So I put my hand up straight away because I knew I wanted to get ED experience. So straight away I was like, yes, let me do it. And because I get to help the new grad as well. So it's about kind of supervising the new grad, giving them education and, you know, building their confidence as well, um, as well as then going down to ED and seeing everything in ED as well. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. Um, And, you know, you get half a day 
just chilling in the sunshine, go to work a bit later, sleep in. It's good. Nice. nice. It's fun. (laughs) And then end up staying at the hospital till like 1130 at night. So yeah, you give and take, I I suppose. It is really fun though, because I find like um, when you work nights, Mm. um, I don't know if a lot of your listeners have done many nights or know about doing nights as a physio, Mm. um, but you actually become really close with all the nurses and doctors because everyone's half asleep. Yeah, everyone's quite young as well because they usually put the juniors on so you're kind of you know right. working with the doctors to be like am I doing the right thing and yeah. you know just kind of chatting with them and being like help SOS I'm gonna kill <laughs> someone <laughs> so <laughs> it ends yeah. up becoming really fun but you do get very exhausted very tired especially yeah. the new grad that when they're not used to it as well so but it's you know it's what you have to do if, if it's what I have to do to get yeah. To be an ED physio and to get my experience, like I'll do it. Yeah, so, for sure. It's quite tricky <laughs> to it get defi- in otherwise. Definitely sounds very tricky. My only experience in ED was in my second year when I was placed in Tamworth, and I was um I was there following the ED physio around, and she only worked you know during the day where there was sunshine. Um, she I don't think the physios in ED in Tamworth ever work night. Is that is that yeah. something that's only a Royal North Shore ED physio would do? Yes, really, because um, so usually we have a like a level seven or level eight physio, so really, really high ranking yeah. plaster physio here that actually goes around and teaches plastering to a lot of New South Wales, like rural hospitals and different areas. Um, so she's been here for years, and usually the plasters will be done by doctors. However, she's always made it that, no, it's a physio-based sort of thing and that we will come and do them during our nights, especially if like, so usually the nights with what the new grad will do will be ICU treatment. So we have like a lot of spinals, we're like a spinal specialist hospital. So we'll have a lot Mm. of spinals where we have to do a lot of like cough assist and suctioning. Um, So we'll do that. And then when we have the time, we go down to ED if they ask for certain plasters or mobility assessments and that sort of thing, we can pop down there and help out. But usually it is more ICU based and they did find that they needed more help kind of in ED because the doctors don't really know how to plaster. (laughs) Yeah, We get like the proper training and like we know exactly what to do. So they and they're so thankful the doctors to yeah. have us down there because yeah and but honestly most hospitals no they don't do it we've just mm. it's just our leading ed physio that's you know made this position kind of come up and more work for us um yeah during the night because we get a lot of plasters um because sure. we're also hand specialist as well so we get wow. so many little broken fingers dislocations and all yeah. that sort of stuff so always needed for those types of casts yeah (laughs) for sure and I (laughs) I reckon when you're treating a hand you've got to be so um, confident with your own skills because if you're shaking they can feel it and then they automatically (laughs) tighten up or like go to get into a wrong position so your skills are very important Yeah, You touched on before that um, you sometimes get called to ED to do a mobility assessment and and casting and um, all these different types of cool things. In your words, what's a role, what's a physio's role in ED? I'm technically what's called called a secondary ED physio. So it's Mm -hmm. the primary ED does all like the diagnosis. They don't, so patients will come in, say, with like a sore knee or, you know, potential fracture. Um the primary physio, which is like a level three, four, will bring them in from the waiting room, um, yep. order x-rays, 
and, you know, assess them, like do a few musculoskeletal type assessments, like ligament testing, all that sort of thing. Um, And then they will get an X-ray or whatever, CT, whatever they need, um, and then come back once we have those results, then um, the primary physio will tell me to do the plastering or to do whatever, give them crutches, like do mobility stair assessments if they have stairs at home, which everyone in Sydney has a million stairs and it's yeah. so annoying. <laughs> um, so that's kind of like the primary does the diagnosing and like more the ligament testing and all, all that sort of stuff. And they don't have to go through the medical team. Yep. Whereas for me, while I'm on nights, because there's no primary ED physio, yep. um, they have to kind of go through the doctors and I'll mm-hmm. liaise with the doctors and I'll give my opinion because most yep. of the doctors are very junior as well. Yep. Whereas like I'll see the x-ray and I'll be like, I can read the x-rays and I know what what it is like say if it's a certain fracture or whatever and so then I'll be like oh it looks like a fracture do you want me to go and do a plaster and they're they're Mm -hmm. like yeah sure go and do it but I have to always get clarification from them or the ortho surgeons will come down and let me know what they want and just never question ortho surgeons no (laughs) try it before (laughs) just um take your sandals off because you're on holy ground (laughs) when you're when you're next to an ortho specialist I know it's just like oh yeah they're (laughs) pretty good they're pretty amazing no, they're honestly the nicest humans, but they're yeah. very particular with what they want, which is always fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of, so I guess my, yeah, my role is, you know, I'll see patients that are, I'll get a page um, mm. or someone like I'll sit in the office downstairs in ED and they'll come find me and they're like, oh, can you come and do this cast or yeah. can you come and do this splint? Um, mm. So yeah, all types of like musculoskeletal injuries, like I'll yeah. see with whatever they need, you know, sprains, just give them a bit of tubey grip, give them crutches, yeah. take them on the stairs, take them for a walk, make sure they're safe. Um, yeah. I also have done a vestibular rehabilitation course. So yeah. I also see the dizzy patients. So once they're cleared, it's not a stroke or anything in the yep. CNS, I will do a vis- like the vestibular assessments on them. So nice. like any BPPV, any like vestibular neuritis type assessments, um, which is always really fun, but sometimes they get really unwell with it. So it's not always yeah. the funnest, but if, like, they, if they are a posterior like canal, yeah, it's really yeah. good. Like I actually can fix them and then, you know, I'll do... Yeah. the Dick's Hall Park and then the Ep Please manoeuvre. And yeah. they're like, oh, my God, I feel so much better. And that's very so, rewarding. Um, so I do that. And then I also do all, like, the back pains um, and mm-hmm. also the I do asset, um, which is, like, the aged care, um, like, a like service assessment team thing. Yeah. Um, so anyone that kind of, like, anyone over 65 that comes in, like, if they've had a fall or they're not, you know, managing at home, I'll see them and I'll set up, like, all the services for them. So it's a very different sort of type of physio because you're an ot a social worker a nurse and a physio like all in one um and you arrange all the services call rehab get them like into a private rehab if they have private health insurance so it's just like preventing admission into the actual hospital um which is always that's quite rewarding as well and yeah you see really interesting things how old patients like the how they manage at home yeah for (laughs) sure how how are you actually living on your own? <laughs> I know, right? I know it's crazy. It's yeah, like they've yeah. got zero, they've got zero OT input, and they've got no rails, and you know the no. house is an absolute bombshell. It sounds like you've got so many different roles as a physio, and I think it's so cool because after a while of doing this, you come out super trained, and you have a, you've dabbled in a bit of everything, and you just have that experience in everything. Working as an ED physio, what's the most common injuries that you see mostly day to day? So day to day would be mostly um, fractures. So anyone, you know, playing netball, playing any kind of sports, um, you know, 
wrist fractures. Most of the ones that I get are wrist fractures, like um, distal radius. Yeah. Um, so I just always put on like back slabs on them um, as well as the fingers. Um, so I'll get heaps of avulsion fractures. Um, and then that's just like, you know, manage with splints and they're really easy and actually quite cute if they're on little kids because the splints are really small. <laughs> yeah. um, but I see all ages. So it'll be like from like we have the peds ED as well as like just the general ED. Yeah. So I'll see little bubbers with, you know, it's honestly all sorts of fractures. Like wrists is probably the main sorts of ones I see in hands um, as well as elbows for kids um, and, yeah, kind of tibias and the fingers. Yeah. Like, honestly everything and anything I'll get so it's yeah. yeah all sorts of fractures we'll do the plasters for them um the kids are like the best but also the worst yeah they just scream and wriggle around um I bribe them a lot so that that helps you've got to bribe um, them to get to get what <laughs> you, you have want. To. you've got to do it <laughs> I know I'm like do you want a sticker or not because you'll sit down <laughs> if you want a sticker yeah, like, if you okay. behave <laughs> I'll even give you a scratch and sniff sticker <laughs> oh my god they were the best i wish we actually had them maybe i should buy them i know yeah you should and that's like the (laughs) ultimate bribery you'll get anyone on board even adults yeah that's true i feel like even now at the age that i am i would know i will scratch and sniff that sticker for sure (laughs) the grape was the best i remember i used to be obsessed with the grape speaking of scratch and sniff do you have you seen any injuries come in as a result (laughs) from doing the dirty Okay, do you know what? Yeah. I so everyone, I was reading Dan's questions a few days ago and I was talking to one of the primary ED physios and I was like, Oh, is there any like tips and tricks you have that I can talk to Dan about? Yeah. Anyway, we were sitting in the office yesterday yeah. and we were just doing our thing. And then next minute, like it comes in with like the whoever like kind of is admitted. Like we have a yep. whole list of people. The triage. And this was one of the um <laughs> this was one of the triage notes from Let's the notes. Go. I'll read it out. I have it on my phone. So <laughs> I was dying. It says sustained penis fracture during intercourse last night as per referral letter, bruised and swollen, mild pain on urination, knee penile bleeding or hematuria. So they literally, he was 41 year old, had a broken penis. Oh my what? gosh. He's fractured his, his Willy Wonka. I know. <laughs> and, and how did you manage that <laughs> as a ED physio? <laughs> so, I had to cast it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That would be so good, honestly. A little, just die. a little split. I actually told my mum that. I was like, oh, yeah, this, like, I was telling her how this patient came in from yeah. that. And she's like, oh, did you have to do anything with them? And I was like, yes, mum, we had to make them a specialised cast. And she's like, does that mean you touch their willy? And I was just like, no. I was just like, of course not. No, we don't do anything with that. They, I actually yeah. don't really know. We weren't allowed to click on their notes. Everyone, don't click on notes unless you're seeing the patients. You'll get in trouble. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we don't really know what came out of that one, but I think that they had to be admitted and get yeah. some treatment. I don't really know what they would do, but anyway, Just fractured monitor, penis. Interesting. Monitor and assess. <laughs> yeah. My colleague um, from Tamworth, her name's Bree Shaw. I don't know if you know Bree. Anyway, she um, she said that she had a few hip replacement more elderly ladies come in to see her for rehab and they asked her you know when can I get back to intercourse without breaking my hip and so Brie had to go through the hip precautions and and talk to them about that so that's pretty interesting oh my god was she like showing the positions that they can and can't do (laughs) yeah yeah just a a visual demonstration hey on the topic (laughs) of that what's the grossest thing or the most grotesque thing you've seen come in to the ED I've like there's been 
quite a few different things. I had one lady, um, she fell like on a step right onto her like patella and her whole entire knee just completely split open. Like you could see bone and everything. Mm. Um, yeah, really, really, really interesting. But I remember like they had kind of sewn her up by the time I saw her, but they showed me a photo and I was like, mm-hmm. this is the best thing I've ever seen. So I'm someone like, hence working in ED, like we get all the traumas into recess and mm. we'll have all open fractures everywhere. And I'm just like running in there and I'm like, show me what you've got. Like, yeah. I just love it. Like, and I, so I work with like the author, we do a lot of reductions. So a lot of the gross things I've seen are like open fractures or like completely displaced, you know, arms and all sorts of things you'll see. But um, I'll like, they'll go into twilight sedation and I'll help the author like relocate them and reduce mm. them. And that can be like quite disgusting to see because they really yeah. have to sometimes pull and tug and, you know, maneuver. And then once they're in a certain place, then I'll plaster them, which is why I'm, most of the time I'm there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had an elbow fracture that was like completely open and it was just like profusely bleeding everywhere. Oh and I was like, um, we're probably going to stop this bleeding before we pop a cast on because they'll just, you know, leak straight through a cast. For and sure. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> So that was pretty gross. But I also have this photo, which I know this isn't going to be a video. I'm ready. Oh, that looks horrible. I know. Can you see oh, it? Okay. Is that an you, arm? I can send you this photo. Yes, yeah, send me yeah. that photo. Is so that that's, an arm? So that's this part here. Oh, right in the elbow crease. Yeah. How did that happen? So that's like, t- so everyone listening, you'll see the photo, but you can see like the like fat layer and then the muscle um so I was training a little 12 year old boy um so I had to put a cast on that so they sewed they sewed it up whatever they Mm. did put the little um bandage on and then I had to come and pop the cast in 90 degrees of elbow flexion yeah um, yeah. to keep it nice and still um and he was going for theaters the next day anyway apparently I was chatting to him and I was like getting all the gory details because I was like what did you do and so he was running around playing basketball with his mates and it was at an old like basketball sort of area where no one actually plays anymore and there yeah. was a big rusty hook sticking out of the basketball like oh. ring thing and so he was running past and just went smash and slice straight through and then he was like oh no and he told me that he ran back to his mom because he lived just down the road and he ran back home yeah. and he and he's like mom I've cut myself and he's just there like down the hallway bleeding all the way down the hallway and she's like oh no it's probably not that bad just you know get a band-aid and he's like nah mom you probably should come and see this and she came down and she was like oh my god yeah <laughs> heart attack um so yeah oh, they wow. came in the north shore and we we fixed him up when we fixed him up is he it. back playing basketball now <laughs> He probably would be. It was yeah. probably like a good four months ago now. So yeah, it's probably yes, probably was, back on the court. Yeah, that was a pretty interesting one though, and yeah. I got to see it like before they sewed it up because I took well, a lucky you. I was like, Can I take? <laughs> yeah, it was very cool. <laughs> wow. Hey, um, now I wanted to talk about your pay as an ED physio. Now, what does your yes. pay look like? Um, so because I'm in New South Wales Health, we yeah. are on just the classic New South Wales Wales like health service wage okay. scheme. So I'm a like level one year three. So okay. my second year out of physio. So I'm on seventy one, seventy two thousand dollars. Pay us more, government. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And by the way, to all the listeners, I did check with Georgia that it was okay for me to ask about pay. I didn't just go in with guns blazing asking about salary. 
Also, you can Google it if you went on and yeah. Googled it. That's actually how I found my pay because I don't actually even know how much I get here. Oh, really? You just you yeah. just get paid and you just make, make well, dollars? Well, I just get paid and I'm like, done. Hey, so talking about pay, what's your work-life balance look like? Yeah, so I do the shifts at the moment are Sunday to Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, they're start, so starting at 12.30 and going until 11, 11.30, um, just depending. Um but yeah, so, and then I'll have a four day weekend. So, cool. you know, it's actually a good, it's a good way because I do yeah. four 10 hour shifts and then that's my 40 hours for the yep. week done on okay. a Wednesday night. So then I'll have Thursday, Friday, Saturday off. And most of the time Sunday as well, if I go back to then just normal day shifts the yep. next, you know, night. But if I do another night shift, then I'll go again Sunday to yep. Wednesday. But I can also do, I don't have to do 10 hour shifts. I can do, you know, five, eight hour shifts during the evening. So I can start at 2.30 and end at 11. Yep. If I prefer, it's just what I, you know, what you can manage. Um, yep. They're very, very flexible here. So if you're like, oh, I only want to do eight hours, I only want to do two nights, you know, through the week and then the other three day shifts. So they're very flexible with what you want to do yeah. um, just because they're very aware that people get very exhausted yeah. um, and tired doing night yeah. shifts. So yeah, they're very flexible with it. And if you want, you know, a day off and, and you're really exhausted, they're like, just take this day, you know, so as a day yeah. to rest. So they're really good with that. So yeah. So I'll either have like a three or four day weekend. So, which is so much fun. Like, yeah. I, you know, I'll go away, yeah. I'll hang around here and, you know, explore Sydney a bit more. Sure. Um, so, yeah, definitely a really good work-life balance. Like, and it's, you know, normal then day shifts if you're working in ED yeah. for a primary or a secondary during the day is 8 to 4.30, yeah. just like a normal day. So Pretty standard. Yeah, and that's five days. Yeah. So pretty mm-hmm. standard hours that you'd have in that case. But I do the weird hours, which is always... The that's weird and wonderful. Right. Yeah, the weird and wonderful. W W. Oh, that's good yeah. that you get a you know four day weekend every week. Then, as you said before, that gives you time to to even fly out of the country if you really were keen. Could you tell me what it's like working with other specialists and doctors? Sure. So yeah, like I was saying before, we definitely work very closely with the medical team. So mm-hmm. just you know, all the junior doctors that are on NAD um, and also orthopedic surgeons. We work very closely with hands as well. So the hand surgeons, if they, if there's like a really complex dislocation um, or relocation, um, they'll come and reduce like a hand or a wrist um so and then we'll plaster with them and help them do that so um that's pretty cool because they just know so much they're like a walking encyclopedia like you ask them any question about injuries and they're like do this do this and if you're ever unsure you can always you know call them like a lot of the time the medical team will tell us what to do but for clearance, I usually ring ortho and I'm like, is this the correct management? Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of, they love that as well because they're like, you know, you never want to treat an injury incorrectly. Like you always yeah. want to try and do the right thing. So yeah, I, re- I work really closely with a lot of different specialists. Um, yeah. But yeah, and a lot of the, you know, just the ED consultants as well. Like um, I work really closely with them and they really appreciate um, when I go around because not a lot of physios can do vestibular assessments. So yeah. if they do have the dizzy patients, it's either them or it's us and they're, they haven't really done proper courses. So they're just kind of like, I don't know what I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, so working really closely with them and obviously all the nurses and um. Yeah, and when I'm doing asset as well, I'm usually with the asset at CNC as well. So, 
Um, and she knows so much. So we work together on that. Sounds like it's a huge multidisciplinary team and it's, they're all yeah. there right um, within within reach all the time. So that's yeah. really good. Hey, as a, as a student, is there any way that they can get experience in the ED before their actual placements? I, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think there's always... I feel like if you just go and ask and do a day, like following yeah. a physio, like just shadowing for a day, I feel like yeah. they would definitely be able to do it, especially yeah. like at North Shore because there's quite a few physios down there that we'd like, I'd definitely be able to have someone come and shadow me for a day Sick. because. Done. Well, yeah, if any, like, any of your listeners <laughs> are in Sydney, hit Georgia Harvey up at Royal North come Shore. Come on down. Yeah. You can come work the night with me. You'd have to do it yes. during the day. But yeah, no. But you'll honestly, have to bring feel... Georgia some scratch and sniff stickers if you want to do that. <laughs> Great flavor, please. It, it only feels like, you know, yesterday when we were both sitting in one of the tutorial rooms or, you know, waiting outside the rooms, <laughs> waiting to go into our practice Viva. Everyone's anxiety oh is like next level. Oh. And, and now, now look at us, you know, I'm in Melbourne, you're in Sydney, you're, you're taking students and I'm, we're already, what, four, three years out. It's, it's crazy. Time flies. It's just actually insane when you think, like, I still feel like I'm back, like, sitting, like, I actually have nightmares still about Vivas, and yeah. I just still think I'm, like, I still, like, you know, there's still so much to learn, and I think that's another yeah. thing that, you know, the listeners would love to hear. Being a student and, you know, only your first few years out, you yeah. know, you're never going to feel 100% confident. Like, I still ask a million questions a day and sit down with my supervisor and go through so many things because, yeah, yeah, you're never going to know it all. It's, you know, it's just all about experience and, For sure. you know, doing courses and learning different things um, yeah. and shadowing people. Honestly, I, I do yeah. it all the time, like, in different areas to just yeah. see, like, even just we have a NICU here and, like, I'm like, I want to go and shadow someone in there because I've never seen, you know, the barbers and what we'd actually mm. do it's so different um so like you know it's always always learning that's always right learning. i think the day that you stop asking questions is the day that you die so oh, that's what i was gonna be like the day you die <laughs> yeah no just go right into morbid morbid conversation but no i, I definitely agree i think I think especially if you're a student listening to this, don't think that just because you've graduated and you've got the degree that, that you, you somehow can stop asking questions. Like you've got to keep asking questions. You don't want to act like a fool. You don't want to fluff it because it's someone's livelihood and potentially life that you're, that you're dealing with. So you've got to do it, do it yeah. the right, do yeah. the right thing. Yeah, exactly. And if you're ever unsure, you know, just step back and say, I actually don't really know. Can you yeah. walk, walk me through it? Because I think that's the worst when we when I have students, when we have students, yeah. them just going in and thinking that they know everything when it's so yeah. clear that they don't. We always know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just asking the questions, you'll never go wrong. <laughs> 100%. Well, Georgia, thank you so much for your time. It's been a blessing and it's been so fun chatting with you. And also it's good to catch up with old uni I know. friends. It is. It's always so much fun. Like I always like, you know, I watched all your little podcasts, like listen to them and like on your little Instagram and I'm like, Dan is just killing it. Oh, and then when you asked you. me, I was like, oh my God, it's an honor. It is such an honor to be on a podcast. <laughs> love it. Love it. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you to the listeners as well. They actually sent in all the questions. Um, oh. So without the listeners, we wouldn't have these questions. So thank you guys for sending in your questions. All right, Georgia. Well, <laughs> I shall let you go. And I hope you have a good rest of your night. Thanks. Bye. 
Well, that wraps up this week's episode. If you stuck it to the end, y'all the real ones. Also, I've been creating lots of funny physio content on my Flexing Physio Instagram, so don't forget to head on over and give me a follow, like, and share. Also, a reminder to check out the learn.physio website and use my discount code of DANIELC10 to get 10% off all masterclasses. If you're in Melbourne and you use my code for a masterclass, let me know and I'll shout you a coffee. That's it for this week. We'll catch you next week. Peace out.